Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners, designed to get us into God's Word every single day for a few minutes, about 13 minutes. But even that short period of time, well, it keeps us focused on our relationship with God, upon our souls, upon our spiritual lives. It helps us to stay strong and even grow stronger in our faith because faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. Now, we always encourage you to share what you're learning with people around you. You probably know some within your own family, in fact, who need to change their thinking and their focus in life. They need to start thinking about their relationship with God, about their souls. Share these short studies with them. You can do that easily through Facebook friends, text messages, maybe other technological means, but make up your mind and start sharing today with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with everybody you can. What a great blessing to help somebody ultimately get to heaven by sharing these short studies with them and thereby getting them into God's word on a consistent basis. But you know, it won't only be a great blessing for them, it will be a great blessing for you as well. So make that commitment and follow through and start sharing today. We're coming back to our line of study and thought, asking the question, and I like to ask questions in these particular short studies, can, can a Christian fall from grace? Well, there are a great many people out there who call themselves Christians who absolutely insist that a Christian cannot fall from grace. In other words, what that means and in their way of thinking is, and what they're really trying to state is, once a person is saved, he can never be lost. Really? Where does that thought, where does that response, where does that belief come from? Not from the scriptures. The scriptures are plain, easy to understand, and repetitive in teaching that a person can indeed fall from grace, from the grace of God. Once saved, they can be lost if they do not live faithfully and obediently on a consistent basis before God and their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We talked about the parable of the talents in Matthew chapter 5, verses 20, uh, Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 30 last time, and we saw that that is a parable that was designed to portray to us the principles, some, some principles of the kingdom of heaven. In other words, eternal life, ultimately. We could break it down to, in this world, we could say the church. What does God expect of us as Christians, as citizens of the kingdom of heaven? Well, there was a master who was about to go away for a while. Again, we're talking about a portrayal of the kingdom of heaven. Jesus is the master. He shortly would be on the cross, and then after rising from the tomb, he would ascend back to heaven. But the master came back ultimately. Before he left, he called three of his servants together, entrusted to them various sums of money. When he came back, he called them to account. Now the one to whom he had given five talents, and the talents were sums of money, that servant had been faithful, and he had increased it to ten talents. The one to whom he had given two talents had been faithful and dedicated, and he had increased it to four talents. The one who had been given just one talent 
did nothing with what he had been entrusted by his master. He hid it into, a ground, into the ground, dug a hole, buried it. He presented it back to his master, perhaps thinking his master would praise him for having preserved it, protected it, kept it, saved it. Instead, the master said, what did, what, what did you do? What did you do? You knew what I expected. I expected not just what I gave you, entrusted you with. I expected you to use that productively. He removed that talent from that servant. And then he said, cast the unprofitable, the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now that servant, that image portrayed one who had fallen from the grace of his master. Who is the master again? Christ, the Savior. We all shall stand before the judgment seat of Christ, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10, and give account of the things done in our body or in this life physically, whether good or bad. The first two servants did well, and they were blessed by the master. The third servant did poorly, did not do anything, and he was cast into utter darkness. Obviously, where there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth, a portrayal of hell, eternal condemnation therein. Well, let's look at Mark chapter four, uh, chapter 4 and verses 14 through 20. And here we read an explanation of the parable of the sower or the soils. In verse 14, now remember that Jesus had said, a sower went out to sow and he cast the seed, and some fell by the wayside, some fell on good ground, some fell among the thorns and the thistles, some fell on rocky ground. Now Jesus explains the parable, beginning with verse 14. The sower sows the word. That's the seed that the sower was sowing, the word. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, in other words, hear the teachings of the word of God, the gospel, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Well, remember that the sower who sowed some of the seed on the wayside, the birds came quickly and ate it up and carried it away. Verse 16, these likewise are the ones sown on stony ground who, when they hear the word, immediately received it with gladness and they have no root in themselves, and so endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises, for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. And so these are folks who respond to the gospel of Christ in a positive way. They become Christians. That's what we're to understand, to become his followers. Oh, but they don't have much root. They they don't stand very strong in their faith. And so when tribulation, trial, difficulties, challenges, temptations come their way, it says they quickly fall away. Oh, they immediately stumble. Verse 18, now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches and the desires of other things entering Entering in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. So the ones, the seeds sown among the stony ground, 
Oh, it springs up. They respond obediently. They become Christian, but uh, they don't have much root. They fall away quickly in the face of difficulties, challenging their faith and their faithfulness. The ones, the seeds, the seeds sown among the thorns and the thistles, well, those thorns and thistles choke the word. Now, they, they respond, but again, they don't have the stick to in their spiritual lives, in their faith in Christ. Maybe they're trying to blend the ways of the world with their new faith in Christ, with their Christianity, and that will not work. And so they become unfruitful. In other words, they fall away as well. And then verse 29, but these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, accept it, bear fruit, some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. Oh, they stay faithful. They become productive Christians. They're dedicated to their Lord and Savior. How different from those who are portrayed by the seed sown by the wayside. The birds come and take it away quickly. does not even take root. Those, thorn, those sown among the rocky ground where they, they respond immediately, but, oh, they don't have much root. They don't last very long. Those sown among the thorns and the thistles, and again, I think we're to understand that, that they very possibly respond as well, become Christians. But, oh, the thorns and the thistles, they choke out the word, and so they don't last very long either. But the one sown on the good ground, the seed sown on the good ground, the, this portrays the Christians, the true, faithful, dedicated Christians. But what about all those others? They either did not become Christians the seed sown on the wayside, or after responding in obedience, they quickly fell away, fell from grace. We look at Luke chapter 8, Luke chapter 8, and let's read verse 13, and look at what Jesus says here. Luke chapter 8 and verse 13. The ones, the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy. And these have no root, who believe for a while, and in time of temptation, fall away. Fall away. I can't tell you how many times I've seen people become Christians be baptized into Christ, receive the teaching of the gospel message of salvation with joy, with readiness. Oh, but they don't gain the root of their faith. It just doesn't go very deep and very quickly. You see them no more. Fall from grace. In Luke chapter 12, verses 45 through 47, we read another example that we need to learn from and take to heart. Luke chapter 12, verses 45 through 47. But if the servant says in his heart, My master is delaying his coming, and begins to beat the male and female servants, and to eat and drink and be drunk, the master of that servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him, and at an hour when he is not aware, 
and will cut him in two and appoint him his portion with the unbelievers. And that servant who knew his master's will and did not prepare himself or do according to his will shall be beaten with many stripes. Now this was a servant of the master. Again, what is this supposed to portray for us? Faithfulness in Christ? The master is going to come back on that final day of judgment. He's going to hold us account to account. We're going to have to give account of how we live our lives. And here is a portrayal of a servant, a Christian, a follower of Christ, who lived an ungodly life while his master was gone. How many people think, well, I've got time. I've got time. The Lord hasn't come yet. I'm young. I've got plenty of time. But one day the Lord will be here. Or we will die physically and then we will have to face the Lord. Unexpectedly. And this servant, we're to understand, fell from the grace of his master. Let us read. Let us pay attention. Let us learn. Let's pray. Father, we need to learn all the lessons from your word that we possibly can. Help us to not be deceived by the devil into thinking that once we have come to you through Jesus Christ, that we can be careless, that we can be lackadaisical in our faithfulness, and that we can do whatever we want to do at that moment and we'll still be okay. Help us to understand that we must live the life of faithfulness. As Jesus said, be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. Revelation 2 and verse 10. Help people everywhere to learn, Father. We pray, gracious Father, for your forgiveness. We pray for your forgiveness, Father. Please forgive us. In Jesus' name, amen.